0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Masters of Travel Advisors podcast series. My name is John Warner. I'm the president of Mass Travel Network. And I represent an organization with over 210 travel agencies and over a thousand professional travel advisors that uh, plan uh, perfect vacations all over the world. Uh, Lots of adventure spots as well. And uh, today we're going to talk about one of those adventure type places, but do it in the uh, context of uh, spending a honeymoon there or uh, a romantic getaway. And uh, with me today, I have a guest, uh, Mark Ahumada who is with Echo America Tours. And uh, Mark, why don't you say a little, introduce yourself more and uh, say what you do uh, and tell us a little bit about your company.
1: Perfect. John, thanks so much. MAST members love being here. My name is Mark Amata, Echo America Tours. I'm director for the Western United States and defender of the faith, Jack of all trades. wear a lot of hats. Echo America Tours has been creating customized journeys for groups and individuals to Central and South America since 1989. We've got expertise, experience, and pioneered a lot of different products and destinations within our region of Latin America. Our specialty is Latin America, and we concentrate on Latin America only.
0: Well, that's great. Um, yes, and it is a, a specialty of your company, and, and uh, you help a lot of uh, travel advisors uh plan great vacations for their clients and so uh, so since we're going to talk specifically about honeymoons and other romantic getaway uh, packages uh, why a honeymoon in Costa Rica
1: honeymoon Costa Rica brings two big elements that people are really looking for number one for a honeymoon they're looking for that romance they're looking for something unique something special now bring in a rainforest or a cloud forest or beautiful tropical beach. So now you're getting the combination of two great factors of that romance and then the nature, Mother Nature Gaia itself and its energy bringing to that romantic
0: interlude. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is a beautiful country and a beautiful destination. And uh, there is so much adventure there. Adventure travel is big a big segment of the marketplace nowadays and so then when you combine it with a honeymoon and adventure um what is it that um you think is so popular about these kind of uh, i'll call it a blended trip of honeymoon uh, romance and adventure
1: i think for a lot of people we're looking for a way back into nature uh, one of the best ways is the adventure trips that you're going to find in Costa Rica because Costa Rica has really de- developed itself as a fantastic adventure destination with a number of key areas offering a lot of land. Uh, adventures like Iron All, things like the Canyon Negro Wildlife Boat Tour, uh, river rafting down one of the tropical rivers, uh, heck, ATVing through a, a jungle mm-hmm. creek water going everywhere now that's adrenaline building and that is works really well with that romance part. places like uh the beach areas play tamarindo play manuel antonio puerto viejo on the caribbean coast they're going to bring in those marine aspects so things like snorkeling or sea kayaking deep sea fishing scuba diving lots of different aspects like that so those adventures um, are so diverse and very unique That you're going to have people that want to go ahead and again experience the unique accommodations that you're going to find there, the unique ecosystems you're going to find there, and these unique experiences.
0: Yeah, I think that's a a real part of it. uh, Like that, you know, people travel to have shared experiences with family and loved ones, and and so when you're both enjoying something uh, that you uh, really love to do. Um, I think that is so um, amazing, an amazing experience to have while uh, on vacation. So, um, you know, Costa Rica is a uh, a relatively small country, but yet it's so diverse. And, and there's a wide range of um, some wonderful national parks all over the country. And um, how do people get around? I mean, what's the when you want to go see more than one place in Costa Rica, you're not just going to go there and plant yourself at a, at a beach resort. You're like, it, we're saying, you know, it's adventure. So you're going to want to go get around the country. What, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, predominantly, our travelers are going to go ahead and be provided private transfers. And these are an excellent blend of that private transportation and a guide service. And we have found that for us and for our clients, we're bringing them the best experience by having that transportation time include these encounters with nature along the way. Oftentimes you'll hear reports back where clients have been, let's say, en route from Arenal to Manuel Antonio. So they end up cutting uh, off the main highway down to Manuel Antonio. Going up a little ways and then hiking up into a beautiful cloud forest waterfall. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind come along the way. Uh, the driver slash guide is driving them from point A to point B, and there's a troop of howler monkeys there. He's going to stop. They're going to mm-hmm. check those. So we're adding again unique experiences, stacking those unique experiences, really with a, a romance or or a honeymoon getaway. We're talking passion. And now we're talking passion and adrenaline and excitement with these unique yeah. experiences.
0: Yeah, it's it's a perfect combination. And uh, you know, even though the the infrastructure in Costa Rica is um, is is pretty good, um, but you're, it's still you're traveling through remote areas and rural areas, and to have a guide uh, and a driver, somebody that can take you around. I mean, the roads are narrow and winding, and they twist. And at night, there's you know, there's no lights. It's, it's pitch pitch dark so um you know you do need somebody to uh guide you and and take get you from place to place plus the fact that the bonus then is what they know when they see something in nature you mentioned the holler holler monkeys you know that's just a great um uh, addition to um what what they do for you so the um a lot of the most popular packages that i've seen your company um uh, design include Arenal Volcano. Why do you recommend this park?
1: The arnal area as a whole, uh, you've got the Arenal Volcano, perfectly conical volcano, um, smoke emanating from the top, uh, lava coming down at certain times uh, during eruption periods. It's it's again, a unique experience and a unique location. You've got the majestic Arenal Volcano, You have a number of hot springs that are associated with it you've got a number of uh, different rainforest and cloud forest areas nearby and because of this this is what people started visiting was the volcano and we kept adding in different adventures along the way so it became this mecca for adventures Uh, and allows people to come into the country and really do those uh, be it adrenaline filled adventures like a zipline or whitewater rafting to something that's much much more serene uh like a wildlife rescue center visit uh close encounters with those those uh those animals that are there being rescued and returned back into the wild uh something like a coffee or chocolate experience so you've got a wide variety of different experiences and adventures excursions to be done from that area and because of that it's a great location to spend three nights four nights uh giving yourself yourself a number of days to go ahead and enjoy half-day experiences or full-day experiences.
0: Yeah, very, very true. And um, also, a, a few minutes ago, you uh, mentioned Manu, uh, Manuel Antonio Beach and the park, and, and then there's Tamarindo Beach. I mean, there's all, all very uh, many famous beaches, but what right. is the difference, let's just say, between Tamarindo and Manuel Antonio Beach?
1: Um, I could get really technical and start talking about the ecosystem that they, they each lie within because they they are different. Um that's probably a good place to start because that gives them slightly different feels. Um along the Pacific Coast, essentially half of the Pacific Coast and northern half is a dry tropical forest. Uh it's green and lush during the uh, green season and then during the dry season. Uh, the, dre- the trees' uh, leaves turn brown, they'll drop their leaves, the grasses will turn brown. It becomes a dry ecosystem. Um, it's not that burden lush expectation of a jungle you'd find during that dry season, but there's no rain, the weather's fantastic. So that's why a number of the beast destinations ha- have ended up there. Playa Tamarindo started off as a surf town, um, bringing in a lot of young people and a lot of active people. And as it kept growing, more activities and more young people kept coming until it became an actual developed town. So you can stay right in town, have access to a ton of different restaurants, uh, great beach right in front, a ton of terrestrial activities, a ton of marine activities to do from there. So you've got that area. And that's one of numerous beaches and beach towns in the northern Pacific coast. As you move south along the Pacific coast, you'll transition into a humid tropical forest, which is that green and lush forest that we all envision in our minds, that jungle. Uh, And that's where Manuel Antonio sits. So it's green and lush year round. It doesn't have that seasonal change because it's not a dry forest. The dry season doesn't affect it the same way. So it's green and lush. Um, Manuel Antonio is different in that the town of Capos, which is adjacent to the national park, protected area is they're, they're differentiated and there's essentially a giant hillside that comes into the ocean from separating the town of Capos and park of Manuel Antonio this is where most of these hotels will be located so they're all built up within the jungle uh so many different people have come back from from trips to Manuel Antonio where they open up the curtains of their room and out their window is a, in the tree is a sloth or my personal experience of just having a troop of spider monkeys, which are about six to eight inches tall, cinnamon colored little monkeys. And they found my balcony as a freeway off ramp from one tree to another tree. And they would use it, it was super cute. The first morning when a hundred squirrel monkeys went across mm-hmm. my balcony. Uh, By the third morning at 5 a.m., when 150 squirrel monkeys went across the balcony, it it sounded like a parade. So those are the kinds of encounters you find when you've got these hotels set within this jungle atmosphere. Um,
0: Yeah, it sounds amazing. What an experience to
1: see that. Again, there's so many cases of animals being in and around the hotel areas. Um, the Park of Manuel Antonio is such a great protection zone that the animal population has exploded and really moved out from this this arc of safety out to within the local area. So those hotels do have uh, a ton of sloths, uh, different uh, spider monkeys, squirrel monkeys. You're going to find uh, iguanas uh, as you're walking to the restaurant across the path. You'll big three foot iguana, you know. Mm. Pre- Store is there and you'll scamper away but it, these are the kinds of encounters you're going to get in Manuel Antonio
0: yeah really cool um so yeah we're looking at some of the pictures of the uh lodging uh amazing hotels and lodges um tell and, and us most- walk us through a couple of these properties this this one that we're looking at now uh wh- what is the name of this property and where is it located
1: by the sea in manuel antonio uh so it's a very small boutique property um one of the things with manuel antonio is that very few of the hotels are on the beach itself most of them are higher up set up into the jungle with amazing views of the pacific um and then transportation down to the different beaches of the manuel antonio area maconda has uh beautiful small villas uh rooms are set aside off of the main building as well as rooms within their main building, some with pools, Uh, I believe there's some some uh, illustrations of some of the pool rooms. And again, these boutique properties predominate most of Costa Rica, except for the Pacific Northwest Coast. And that's where you're going to find the large all inclusives and the larger properties. Uh, But most everywhere else will be 100 rooms or less, more often than not 40 rooms or less.
0: Wow. Wow. Now, this uh, photo, uh, which property is this and where is it
1: located? This is going to be Peace Lodge uh, located within the La Paz Waterfall Gardens. Uh, it's about 50 minutes up uh, the mount- up the mountains from San Jose, uh, from the International Airport, as a matter of fact. Uh, so it's very, very close. It's one of my favorite properties and actually has one of my favorite rooms in the entire region outside of Costa Rica. Almost all of Central America. Um, the hotel itself sit there's there's the room. That's going to be your deluxe room.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, at, at the River Rock fireplace out on the on the uh, patio, you're going to find a hammock. You're going to find a pat in the corner. A patio jacuzzi, rock jacuzzi. Uh, it looks out over a gorgeous rainforest valley with a series of waterfalls working their way down the 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 river uh the la paz river in the la paz waterfall garden um back in the bathroom which is gigantic a greenhouse roof uh you've got an uh, essentially an outdoor shower inside this gigantic bathroom so it's going to be a, a, a rock waterfall outdoor shower You've got another jacuzzi bath. You've got foliage plants everywhere. Again, you've got the sun um, glass, uh, uh, greenhouse glass uh, roof. Uh, it's a great place for uh, a massage. Have one of the massage uh, artists come into your room after you're hiking for the day and mm-hmm. give uh, both a couple's massage right in that beautiful room or bathroom, I should say. Um, but overall, this particular uh, lodge, again, very small, boutique property, higher end. Um, just all the details are well, well taken care of. Uh, sister property is the Springs in Arenal, another beautiful boutique high-end hotel. Um, but the big draw is, again, this La Paz Waterfall Garden, this, this jungle-lined area of Just beautiful cascading waterfalls, a whole series of them, Um, as well as the Butterfly uh, Conservatory that's there, the Wildlife Rescue Center that's there, um, the uh, Serpentarium that's there. They've got a number of facilities at the La Paz Waterfall Gardens in association with the Peace Lodge, which is on site.
0: Yeah, it's gorgeous. I, and I can see once you're there, I'm sure people feel that they say to themselves we don't want to leave. It's uh it's such a looks like it's so uh, peaceful and just um truly gorgeous. But uh, over the
1: years can we stay here longer? Is it possible? Can you cancel the, um, you know? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry, there's no availability after date. This
0: yeah, and how many so, rooms yeah, at this property then? this this property has how many rooms
1: uh this is about 20 to 30 rooms ah, not big old. at all
0: it doesn't take take much to uh, be sold out that's for sure that's it's amazing no um,
1: that and, and
0: it yeah um so um you know what should travelers expect uh when they travel around Costa Rica and they go through the small towns and the remote areas and everything, what are they going to see? And what is their, you know, en- encounters with the um, the people who live there and and um, that sort of thing?
1: The Costa Ricans, or as they call themselves, ticos, ticos or ticas, ticas for the girls, females, ticos for the boys, Uh or ticos as a general. Uh, the Ticos are gracious and hospitable hosts. They love their country. They want to share it with you. Um, you find that outside of the, the capital city, of San Jose, and its large uh, cities there in the Central Valley, be they Cartago or La um, outside of those areas, once you start getting into the countryside, you are going to find the real Costa Rica. These are uh, people often uh, of the earth, a lot of farmers, um, campesinos, and in the central valley and adjoining hill and areas that's where most of the coffee's grown. Once you start getting down into the coastal plains, um, the towns get smaller and the villages get smaller. Um, funny thing is every town, every village has it's as it's almost a central plaza as a soccer field and then a church on one end, uh, the, the city administration building on the other end and definitely a bar or two on the other end. So yeah. the road goes right by. So that, yeah. that's like a, and the people are amazing. There's, they're as I mentioned, very gracious hosts. Uh, so many stories of people um, not exactly sure where they're going. Maybe they've rented a vehicle and they've gotten lost and they're asking for directions. And instead of just giving them directions, they'll actually say, follow me. And they'll take mm-hmm. them to that location okay now you take this road and go that way so though yeah. that's the kind of hospitality We're not seeing uh tourists as literally walking dollar signs you're seeing you're seeing tourists as special uh, guests yeah and they as the best they can
0: yeah it sounds like uh they definitely are gracious hosts and uh very proud of where they live and and they they want to show uh they want to show it to you and so um again well let's talk about cuisine and culinary experiences because that's a big part of everyone's trip uh and they always ask about uh, great places to eat and what to eat and what are the s- local uh, specialties and so on uh what can you tell us about all of that okay
1: um cuisine is developed and it, it doesn't have that spiciness you would associate with food from Mexico. Um, and yet it doesn't have a large indigenous influence uh, like other countries in Central America. So mo- most of its influences come, culinary influences has come from the United States and Europe as a whole. Um, presently, it, it, the big thing really is the, the, the fruits and the exotic fruits. Um, there's so many um, exotic fruits that many of us have never even tried. And they look like they came from Planet X in the multi-universe, but they're they're from Costa Rica and they've grown off the tree there. Besides the papayas and pineapples and uh, those types of things that you're going to find everywhere, tropics, you're going to have an abundance of these. What's also happened is as... Costa Rica is developed as a tourism destination. You have so many expats that live in Costa Rica from all over the world, um, that many of the tourist towns, be they Capos near Manuel Antonio, Tamarindo, Playa Coco, um, even in and around La Fortuna and the Arenal volcano area, any of those areas where there's been more uh, development, you're gonna get these restaurants that have been established by a couple from rome serving italian food uh one of my favorite places in manuel antonio is the sushi house and this is a a, a guy a, a guy a, a sushi chef from japan came to manuel antonio loved it there uh, surfed a ton and said hey this is where i want to live and stay and now he's got a super crowded sushi place japanese food right on a cape post that's the type of story and the type of experience you're going to get with with the different types of cuisine. The natural cuisine is going to be very close to influenced. influence, something like a cassado, which is a meat of protein, be it chicken or steak, always rice and beans. Uh, it's one of my favorite additions to the rice and beans is going to be a, a sauce called salsa Sa- Sa- lozano, almost like a little bit of a green curry type potato.